we are a go. Welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. Our focus is simply to make a positive impact that merges up beyond just the gaming space and to bring positivity into a much clearer perspective. Be a part of the live show Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform such as Apple Podcast, Overcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, and so much more. Just simply type in the Impact Play. Moving forward, we are diversifying the show and putting the spotlight on people of color, video game developers, content creators, and overall people of impact. If you know someone that you believe would be a perfect fit to make a guest appearance on the show, reach out to us on social or even uh, via email to contact at theimpactplay.com. I am your host, Itsyaku, and this is episode 65. On the agenda, the Impact Play cast discuss Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda Studios' parent company, ZeniMax. What exactly is Amazon's Luna? Is Google Stadia bringing indie games out to their platform? And more. Okay, we are kind of experimenting with something new with the podcast. We said this before that we're gonna we're gonna do some sort of animal animal live talk show in a sense. So we actually gone ahead and we're actually testing this feature out. As you can see, I have my character in the background with the Animal Crossing. And this is my in-game studio. And I am making a few adjustments to the stream as we go along. If there are any issues, be sure to let me know in chat. So without further ado, let us begin with the games that we have been playing with the first segment of the show. So I've been doing a mix of Super Mario 3D All-Stars and Call of Duty Mobile. If you haven't been attention to my stream at twitch.tv backslash itsyaku, I-T-S-Y-A-G-O-O-H. I've been doing a lot of ranked and Call of Duty Mobile, a lot of multiplayer. That's, uh, that's what I, those are the most that I tend to, tend, tend to enjoy most. And I've been doing uh, on and off streams in regards to Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's definitely a great stream. I'm sorry, it's definitely a great mash of these great games. Like, I've been playing the first the first game in that compilation of games. is Super Mario Nintendo 64, if I'm not mistaken. And it's definitely something new. It's a new experience for me because I've, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of not a fan of like haven't played any platformer games, and this is definitely a platformer. So it's definitely a new experience for me. It's definitely a little hard due to me not due to me not enjoy not playing them. But I, the more I go into it, the more I enjoy it, and the more I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like if you know if you notice the first stream I did not know what I was doing to be honest even like the second stream I was like doing a lot better but still and there's one thing I kind of wanted to bring up actually uh, before we go into the new segment there's let me find that tab real quick nope is that nope nope oh it's a uh, it's a uh, pretty much about Black Widow is being delayed until uh, 2021, until next year. So COVID is definitely having an impact on a lot of 
on a lot of things, gaming, entertainment, what have you. Like it's definitely making everything dif more difficult. So let's go on to the new segment. The hot topic of it all is Xbox buying Bethesda, Bethesda's parent company ZeniMax for $7.5 billion. So they re everybody was complaining about Xbox doesn't have any games and what have you. And they just made this humongous move that nobody really expected. And Microsoft to shell out this much money for a whole bunch of studios and a whole bunch of IPs and technologies to integrate into their ecosystem. I know I've been seeing a lot of uncertainty in regards to this deal about what does this mean for Bethesda titles in regards to other platforms and so on. So Bethesda is definitely now a an Xbox stu a first studio, meaning that all of their games, current games and new IPs are coming to Microsoft and are definitely going to be on Game Pass day one. Like Fallout, not Fallout, Doom right now is on Game Pass. So it's definitely a humongous move that nobody saw coming. And it's not, and they're looking at this on the long term. Because they're so invested into Game Pass and get what Game Pass was pretty much lacking is high, uh, high profile games. And with this purchase, they have all these IPs, all these new IPs that are coming out will be on on Microsoft will be exclusively on Microsoft, uh, Microsoft ecosystem and, and the Xbox ecosystem and, and on Game Pass and cloud streaming. You'll be able to play it regardless of where you want to play it, as long as you're part of their ecosystem. Your their ecosystem, whether that be console, PC, or a cloud gaming, you can simply enjoy it wherever you go, essentially. And what I've been seeing is, oh, Microsoft uh, is not going to go against the philosophy of bringing these games on all these other platforms. And and the main thing is about Sony. First of all, Sony is not their main competitor. Microsoft couldn't care less. Their main competitors are Amazon and Google. Google with Google City and Amazon with the Lunia. We'll go into that further as, as we go along with the show. Sony is not their is not their uh, competitor. They couldn't care less about console sales. They care, but their main focus is the long term game. So Amazon and Google are are their competitors in Microsoft's eyes. Sony only cares cares about short term. That's why they haven't made any changes or they may have a, uh, introduced a direct competitor to Microsoft's cloud gaming platform or, or ecosystem. And what if? Sony or Google or even Amazon made this when I purchase Zenimax. We we wouldn't be going through this debate if any other any if any other company ended up buying them. But as soon as Microsoft bought them, oh no, it's anti-consumer. It's blah blah blah. blah. They won't lose, they won't miss out on uh, making all this money on uh, on the PlayStation. But they couldn't care less. Like I said, Sony is not the direct competitor. It's Amazon and Google. Those are the three main main companies that, that are going as far as going against each other, being competitive with one another in, in all their spaces. That's why Amazon is coming into the gaming space. Google is in the gaming space. Why? Because 
they're trying to go into each other's spaces and trying to bring even more competition and take more of the of the market so let's go into this further oh actually yeah i wanted to talk about Bethesda. i know they're working on new ip so a new fallout 76 a new doom a new elder scrolls and their rumored ip is uh what's that one that's coming out starfield the new space rpg all that is not gonna come to sony Maybe Nintendo if they're lucky, but it's going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. Why? They wouldn't have went out and spent all this money just to bring out these games and all the new IPs to other platforms. They would have just easily partnered with them as they did with EA, bringing it to Game Pass. But they went ahead and spent $7.5 billion. Why? Because they're focused on the long-term game. They're focused heavily on Game Pass. And heavily on their ecosystem to bring exclusives on their ecosystem. There's no argument there. It's just because Microsoft made that move. People, people go ahead and made, made these counter these baseless counter arguments. Just if any other company bought them, they they wouldn't be saying those same. They wouldn't be singing that same tone. And even Phil said it in an interview with uh, CNBC that it's going to be on a case by case basis. Which is no way that they're gonna bring bring all these new like all these current IPs that are on these platforms and all these exclusives that are coming out to the PlayStation Five are going to stay there. Their deals are going to the same place, but they have no. What's the word that I'm looking for? They don't owe Sony anything to keep that deal in place. They can easily go go. They can easily go behind that and say, okay, that's it. We're not offering that those games on Sony PS5. We can, they can easily bring it over to Xbox. But Velsa, in his interview with CNBC, those deals that were in place before Microsoft bought them are going to stay in place. And all, the, all these new games are going to be on a case-by-case basis. But still, they're focused heavily on their own ecosystem. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And Microsoft has a new Xbox app for iOS that features remote game streaming from your console. So this is a way around it. In the meantime, for the short term, or the long term, cloud gaming will be everywhere on iOS, on Samsung TV devices, on your smart TV, what have you. You'll be able to play your games wherever you are, essentially, as long as you're part of that Xbox ecosystem. Okay, let's see what else we got for you guys. We talked about that. What's this? Okay, I guess we'll go on to the Cydia. Cydia is bringing more uh, indie titles over to a Cydia platform. And uh, what I just noticed uh, recently was... That Cydia is based on the Linux, uh, the Linux OS, which makes which makes game development a lot more difficult. That's why all these games. That's why there are only a limited amount of games coming to the Cydia. And on top of that, all these new games are the reason why it's not coming uh, to stay the day on day, uh, day on day one of of their launch is simply because it's hard to 
bring their games onto onto Stadia because they're Linux based. But they have a couple of games that were announced on their Stadia makers. So uh, on Last of Us Follows, we get have Death Carnival, Pigment, Creed Valley, Kays and the Wild Masks, Natal Typing Chronicles, The Dark Side Detective Season 2, Tahu, and Unto the End. And they're all essentially coming next year. Like I said, because it's difficult to develop games onto Stadia, to bring games onto Stadia. Why? Because they want to, instead of, instead of use, uh, taking Amazon's approach where it's Windows OS based, they went ahead and did Linux OS, which just makes it like so hard for developers to make great games or even to port the games over onto Stadia. And speaking, uh, let's go back to X Xbox. X Xbox Game Pass has more than 15 million subscribers. And this was, uh, let me see what day was this published. Was it, so yeah, September 21st, so about six days ago. And now there's going to be even more subscribers. And the day that Bethesda's deal was, and as soon as they uh, announced that deal, it was 24 hours before the pre-order of their new of the next generation consoles, the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S consoles. They did that on purpose to bring more people onto their platform that weren't initially intrigued or weren't are going to go purchase an Xbox originally. So it's a nice strategy that they're they're, they're doing now. Everything's on the long term. Okay, and speaking of Xbox, we have eight new details. Because people were saying, oh, it's not going to be the full on hardware and of course it's Xbox Series X and what have you. So, so they have, they will offer the X and the S offer the same core experience while, uh, while allowing developers to scale games to work on both models. Games on the Xbox Series X should be around 30% smaller than their Xbox Series X equivalents due to texture resolutions, 4K, and what have you. Microsoft doesn't take it serious as will limit developers as the console generation goes on because of how the core capabilities are the same between the two consoles, as well as a number of options developers have to allocate resources on the console. While the console aims for a 1440p resolution, it's capable of uploading a full 4K signal and developers can choose to use that capability if they if they wish. They can also output a lower resolution in order to utilize more complex graphical effects. Xbox Series S and X will launch with Dolby Visual supports for Netflix, Disney Plus, and Voodoo, with Dolby Vision support in for games coming to both consoles. The Xbox Series X is capable of running the same ray-tracing effects as the Xbox Series X rather than a limited version. But it's all up to developers at the end of the day. Microsoft has no plans to stop support for the Xbox Series S later in the generation. Because it is a family of devices of the next generation. Okay, Ronald. 
reiterated that while the Xbox Series S will not run on the Xbox One X enhanced games, it will apply its own improve, improvements to last generation titles. Okay, now let's go on to the next news story of the day, or should I say the week. Blizzard announces BlizzCon online for February 2021. With the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, all hopes of BlizzCon taking place in person this year were thwarted months ago. But, but if you've been looking forward to updates on its games, the developer will now be hosting BlizzCon online on February 19th through the 20th. It'll take place two days with the host of events being conducted remotely as it's, usually, it's pretty much BlizzCon, but remotely, essentially. So there won't be any physical convention. Okay. So uh, in regards to the PlayStation exclusives that are still being honored by Microsoft buying Bethesda, which I wanted to go into the games, I didn't remember them, but they are Deathloop and Ghostwire. They don't have to honor that deal, but they said that they will. And they are timed exclusives to the PS5 console. So, even though Sony doesn't only says first on PS5, that means that they are timed exclusives. Okay. Super Mario 3D All-Stars beats Avengers to number one according to the UK charts. After two weeks at the top of the UK charts, the Avengers have been knocked down by another superhero, Mario, a Super Mario 3D All-Stars straight to number one. Nintendo's bundle featuring HD ports of Super Mario Nintendo 64, Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy for the Switch is the third biggest game launch title of the year. After Sony's The Last of Us Part 2 and other and, uh, in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it's the 15th, the 15th biggest Nintendo game launch of all time. Sitting just behind Super Mario Odyssey. And Spider-Man, let's go to the next one. Spider-Man Remastered won't get a physical PS5 release. Which is nothing new, but yeah. And also another note. Uh, those that I still uh, have the Spider-Man for PS4, the P and were un unsure about about the PS5 re the not remastered remake, you won't be able to bring over your old save game into the new PS5 game simply because it is not just a remastered game, textures, 4K, and what have you. It is a remade game, so there are new there are no there are no things in the game that were in, in there before. That is why your game saves and trophies won't won't port over to the PS5 version. And there are even new trophies in addition to your old PS4 ones. So if you are unsure or confused, here's some clarification. Game Awards is coming December 10th as all virtual show, which is not surprising again since COVID and the pandemic. Nintendo accidentally announced a new Kirby game before its official release, which is Kirby Fighters 2. It is essentially a a Super Smash Brothers type of game, but with all Kirby's. <laughs> um, 
I don't know why they did that. I guess it's a $20 game. They wanted to kind of make money. But I could have seen them bring like a fighter pass, like a DLC, bringing all those Kirby characters into the Super, the Super Spanish full-on game. Okay, and to bring in, uh, to be more specific, Black Widow will arrive in theaters on May 7th of 2021. And here's an update in regards to Microsoft. This was updated three days ago on September 24th as of this recording. Microsoft will not announce any studio acquisition as a didn't announce any Tokyo acquisition at its Tokyo Game Show or Sega or otherwise. Okay, the only thing they pretty much said was that uh, live Xbox Live Play has nearly doubled over a year in Japan, and it will increase support, bring cloud gaming, and what have you. Okay, we talked about Kirby. What's this? Nintendo is being sued for planned obsolescence over the Joy-Con drift. French consumers organization UFC Way was here announced that it's suing Nintendo for planned obsolescence and anti-consumer practices. In November 2019, the non-profit organization has already issued a warning against the Joy-Con controllers for Switch and their infamous drifting defect, which is which sees the controllers registering movement even when the player is not actually moving moving the analog stick. Now now they have decided to take action, as it's noted in the press release that while Nintendo has offering free repairs for the issue, it's not changed the way the controllers are manufactured, and it's still issuing Joy-Cons that have this defect. So yeah, that's essentially it. They haven't made any changes to manufacturing, but they still are offering free repairs, but still, they could have easily made adjustments because they're making, we're bringing more and more speakers onto the market. Okay, before we go into Amazon's Luna, I forgot to mention this a little earlier. Microsoft's Xbox Series, uh, there is a expandable storage card priced uh, at $219.99 for one terabyte. I know people are comparing all regular expansion cards, but please, please don't. This is the latest technology that goes, that is on par with what is inside the Microsoft Series next generation consoles. And this is a, a fair price. And on top of that, it is a, uh, it is a not a, a priority based system, but it kind of has priority based technologies into that SSD. You can use a regular uh, USB drive but uh, please note that with this expansion, you have those fast SSD speeds, read and write speeds, and what have you. If you use a regular, uh, a regular, a regular expansion card, you will have to move over your game from from the USB drive to your Xbox console to actually see those speeds. If you just run it off of the regular uh, storage drive, you will pretty much see past generation experience so you will see your see your games run as an xbox one essentially but that is please keep that in mind now let's go on to amazon's luna 
it's 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 uh, Amazon's own cloud gaming service. And Luna is what happens when you have this subscription model of Prime Video mash it up with Twitch. Plug that into Amazon's web services and wrap it all in an Alexa powered gamepad. Give me a moment. Wow, I forgot about my coffee. There's just so much news to talk about. We talked about its rival to Microsoft and Google. And it goes in early access in October's uh, subscription starting at $5.99 a month. Players in the U.S. can sign up today, and you may receive an invite via the Amazon. So be sure to check that out to sign up today. Amazon revealed Luna and its low latency gamepad uh, during the company's annual hardware event. We spoke with platform exclusive exclu uh, executive and briefly went hands-on with Luna itself ahead of this morning's announcement and gathered a handful of details about the platform some of which have been underplayed or underlooked in Amazon's own information dump. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, so pretty much, let me go into the app. So it is coming to Android and iOS, but not as an, a native app. It's going to be a web app because Amazon is, is good at uh, cloud-based services. So essentially it is, it is gonna be via the browser, but it's gonna be, you can simply Pin that to your homepage or to a folder. So that is its way of going around on Android and iOS devices. Uh, oh yeah, and they did partner with Ubisoft as well. So it will have same day release, day and day releases, Far Cry 6, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and even Immortals Phoenix Rising. And they did it smart. Their hardware is based on NVIDIA, but your, excuse me, your software is based on Windows. So that is a, a smart play to get into this market. It's going to a 4K coming soon. So it even said that, let me go into this further, give me a second. Let me see. Da, da, da. Okay, so let's go on. We're on Amazon.com's official site. Unlimited hours of gameplay. We have growing library of games up to 1080, 60 frames per second, 4K coming soon. Stream on two devices simultaneously. Play on PC, Mac, Fire TV, and web apps for the iPhone and iPad. And Ubisoft is coming soon. Unlimited hours of playing, limited editions with DLC for select titles, up to 1080 or 60 frames, uh, up to four, uh, up to 4K coming soon. Stream out one device at a time, and play on PC, Mac, Fire TV, and web apps for iPhone and iPad. Okay, let's see. So it is a channel. So I what I'm what I'm thinking is it's gonna be an added subscription if if it's not gonna be fully integrated like uh in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, like EA Play and all these all these D and D device all these D and D games. Uh 
Let's see. Let me see. Let's go to news. We find an article that fully explains this. Oh, here it is. This is coming from The Verge. Let me go through this real quick. Amazon says that more than 100 games will be available via the Luna Plus channel. There you go. And launch titles include Resident Evil 7, Control, Pencil, Dragoon, A Plague Tale, Innocence, The Search 2, Ukulele, Grid, Abzu, and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. And more will be added over time. Okay, hold on. Okay, the company has also partnered with Ubisoft for a specific gaming channel. And players who subscribe to this channel will have access to their favorite Ubisoft title. So it looks like it's going to be like a dish or a... Yeah, like, like, like a dish or like a like a regular TV-based subscription where you, you, you could have... Uh, HBO, you could have all these different channels, but for an added cost. So that's what I'm seeing this as. So the controller is for $49.99 and during its early access period, not like what Google Dub Stadia. Okay, let's see what else we got. And with Stadia, you have a subscription, but you still have to buy this game still. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's go into another huge uh, news story. Not a huge one, but it's in there. Sega is developing a light action, uh, action adaptation on the Yakuza-based series. And partner with 1212 Entertainment and Wild Sheep Content. Da-da-da. To produce... For for the script, Yakuza. We know we know, we're pretty much know about Yakuza, but that's pretty much what's going on. So we just have to wait and see. Rocket League surpasses one the one million player mark for current players uh, as soon as uh, Epic announced that it's going free to play. And speaking of Epic, there is a Lama Rama event going on now. Where if you play Rocket League, you'll be able to gain some Fortnite, uh, some Rocket League exclusive content in Fortnite. Da -da -da. Essentially, yeah. What else do we have here? Speaking of live action adaptations, a, well, not really, but a Resident Evil CG Netflix series has been announced and is arriving in 2021. Okay. We talked about that. Rocket League. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. In, 20, in late 2018 and throughout 2019, a number of experienced Blizzard veterans with a decade or more experience apiece were each reaching individual crossroads in their careers. Jason Shias, Dustin Browder, Chris 
Segati, Eric Dodds, and former Blizzard President Mike Marham all left the company at different points. During that period, speaking to GamesIndustry.biz, each says that at the time they didn't really have a particular vision for what they wanted to do. On Brian's specific case, he had a project killed and was beginning to consider his future path. While not all of the others were in that exact situation, the description of his feelings and thought process were echoed by us. Several of the others. Da, da, da. So essentially what's going on. Dreamhaven was founded. And is a new Avern based game company. Revealed today that will serve as publishing. And support pillar. As well as a parent company to two game studios. The first is Moonshot. Headed by Shayus Browder. And fellow Blizzard veteran Ben Sobson. The other is called Secret Door, led by Sigeri Dot and another ex-Blizzard developer, Ellen DeBerry. The company's still in its early days, of course, but we're going to maybe a year or two or so until we see what they're going to be developing and publishing and so on. This one last article. Team of 15 former schoolgirls and Lab Zero developers have formed a new employee-owned co-op studio, Future Club. The studio is led by CEO and producer Francesco Esquenazzi. It also includes Jonathan Kim as, in C- as a senior animator, Earl, Earl Gertwagen as a designer, and Ma- Mario Kinoki Cartwright as a creative dire- director. I apologize if I messed their names. Future Club will be an employee-owned co-op studio which will focus on developing its own IPs. We want to start everyone we want to start fresh with the company structure that was worker-owned and give everyone a say in the future of our organization, said Esquenazi. A future club is established with the belief that strong teams are greater than the sum of their counterparts. We value open, honest communication with peers, partners, and players and take pride in our strength as a team. Now let's check Twitter see if we have any last-minute news stories for you guys. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything new. Well, there is an, a PS4 tournament open series are live now on Twitch. If you wanted to check that out, through TV backslash play, PlayStation. And a heads up, uh, I mentioned this on the last episode. I was looking for a PS4. I have one coming on the way. I ended up purchasing one off of eBay for pretty cheap. And I won't, me personally, I will not purchase the next generation console simply because at launch, it's not really worth it because all these games are going to be cross generational. And on top of that, at least a year or two in of the next generation console's life cycle. Games won't be able to fully take advantage of of the hardware until a year or so in. So that's why I'm waiting until next year. And then I'm going to purchase both the PS5 as well as the Xbox Series consoles. Let's see. Let's see. 
And I, and I kind of like starting the podcast early at 12 o'clock. I feel like 1 o'clock is a little too late. But that's why I'm testing this out. That's why I ended up streaming early. Okay, I don't see anything on Twitter. Let's check my email, see if you got anything there. Nada. And let's check the Scorch. Oh, yeah, you could buy new clothes in Animal Crossing. The Halloween team. But we'll check that out on stream. And then Call of Duty, uh, day two of the Call of Duty World Championships 2020. LATM or Latino America regional playoffs are now live. Do you want to check that out? And I'm not seeing anything. So, reader mail, we want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions that you may have for us by sending us reader mail on our Discord server by leaving over a voice note at anchor.fm slash the impact play or even by sending us an email to rated mail at the impact play.com thank you guys so much for making the impact play a part of every day be sure to join our discord and be a part of ever growing community where we are more than that we are a family you can be a part of the show by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm by slash the impact play leaving us a review or even just already on your favorite platform and let's go ahead and check this Let's go ahead and check the shop. I'm going to give you guys a walk around of the studio. Okay, this is my outdoor studio. When I have, uh, I'm going to be working on bringing guests onto the show as well. So hopefully we'll be able to do more Animal Crossing themed live shows for you, for you all. Okay, guys. Please note we are highlighting creators on our creator spotlight within the show. I part of the Impact Play. We are highlighting an amazing creator on the show that goes above and beyond to innovate, hack, or even repurpose items that revolve a lot around gaming. You could to be featured simply reach out to us on Discord or via email at creator spotlight at impactplay.com. So I think that's it for the show. And I think anything any last minute news stories for you for you guys. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoy our animal seg- our animal cross integration into the show, let us know on social. Let us know what you're thinking by leaving go- leaving a voice note on Discord or even on social. Have a great one, guys. Until next time, stay humble, stay blessed, and stay positive, and stay safe. <laughs>